everybody, it's Mary Barbara Hanna, and I'm back with my bookshelf shelfies. And today I am very excited to have my first guest that is someone I don't actually know. As you know, all the people I've interviewed so far have been friends and family, and I thank them for being on my show. Uh, for my birthday this year, Mark got me a pass to something called Podcast Movement Virtual, and it was a like almost two weeks of classes, online classes about um, hosting podcasting, and it's a uh, part of that was also doing a Facebook group, and through Facebook, I met my guest that is here today, and so I am thrilled to uh, and introduce you to Yolanda Yolanda Bingham. Sorry if I already got your name uh, messed up there, Yolanda Bingham. And she is a professional public speaking coach, and she has her own podcast, which is Yolanda Yvette Speaks. So you'll notice through Facebook that both on Bookshelf Shelfies and through my personal page, I've posted links to her podcast. So if you'd like to follow her and get to know more about what she does, you're welcome to do that. However, join us for the next half hour or so as we talk to Yolanda and get to know a little bit more about her. Hi, Yolanda. Hey. hey. Hi, Mary. How are Hi. you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, Yolanda and I had spoken before we um, put together this podcast, and I'm, if you don't see her, if you're just listening to the podcast itself, she is dressed in a plain tank top, actually one of my favorite colors. It's not purple but kind of like a purpley pink to me and then you know mm -hmm. she's got this nice head wrap on but my point is she has no sleeves on and of course I'm in my sweater because as she and I've discovered I refuse to put my thermostat above 68 coming from Cleveland everybody in Cleveland mm. knows you just leave it at 68 and suffer the consequences of that I actually know people who have it even less than that but Yolanda uh, informed me that she is not going to do that that she uh, often keeps her thermostat Hold on to your pants, people, about 74 <laughs> degrees. So there you can understand why she looks so warm and toasty and relaxed. And I'm sitting in my sweater in my chair waiting to turn my fireplace on. Anyway, oh. so Yolanda, tell me a little bit about how you got started. What started you on the path of wanting to help people improve their public speaking skills? Um, being someone that... Uh, I sat in a lot of conventions, workshops, things of that nature, even um, in class when I was a student, an adult student, uh, I often heard people speak and I was like, it's going to sound, it's going to sound bad, but whatever. I'm like, you suck. That's how I thought. <laughs> it's not a cocky thing. It, just, it was just like, you suck. And I, I don't like it. Um, because as a public speaker, you should never the audience should never be thinking about anything else except for what you're saying. Um, Cause you should be engaging with them. And they were not, I'm on my phone, I'm doodling. I'm looking at other people doing the same thing. I walk out of, of a workshop or a class or whatever. And I'm like, what was that even about? Um, so I'm like, they're losing so much money and um, I, I, I'm able to do that. So I remember even speaking in um, one of my classes, well, a couple of my classes, because you do public speaking in, in class. And it was a, a gift and a curse at the same time when I spoke, because after I finished, they're like, oh, that was awesome. That was great. Oh, you know, be like Yolanda, do it like Yolanda. And I'm just like, ah, my bad. You know, <laughs> for anybody <laughs> who came behind me, you know, yes. like, oh, see. 
And then, cause I already knew, but I'm sitting here listening to other people like, Mm-mm, that I, I don't want to go first. I don't want to go last. Cause I don't want to hear everybody's whatever. And then you have to critique everybody. Uh, some classes, it was like, okay, tell them what they could do, you know, do differently or how they could. I'm like, ah, this, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> what would you say? Um, so, you know, as somebody who has actively listened to people and thought about what people could improve, what are some things you notice in public speaking that people that were irritating to you that made you want to doodle or be on your phone or leave the room? It's not, it truly is about them not engaging their audience. I'm not a big, when I work with people, I know there's some, um, a lot of coaches in corporations that teach people how to speak publicly and they're so hung up on ums or using your hands or whatever like please don't say um and it's like a cardinal sin yes it is and i'm just like when you do that it sounds so robotic Mm -hmm. so i'm just like you i don't mind people saying um i don't just don't overuse it or using fillers or whatever but it's it's still you it's your personality that's shining through so I don't like the robotic um, thing. And I can tell who went through whose training courses and stuff like that because they will not use a um or whatever. I'm like, just be you. Just be engaging, though, within it. Don't do them too much. But I feel like the biggest thing is that people don't engage others because they're so um, focused about what they're trying to say or what's coming up next in their mind or did they say the right thing or did they say, um, or they're trying too hard not to. And they're forgetting about the fact that people came to see them for a reason. They came to be helped. They came um, to hear what they had to say. And that just goes out the window because they're so focused on what they have to say next and trying not to mess up that they forget to make the connection with their audience. I I, I get what you're saying because uh, I actually in my day job, I am a professional trainer and my job is to stand up in front of groups and lead them through through different trainings and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, watching people do that as new trainers, you're right. They are so focused on the topic or the subject and trying to get that information across that they do come across a little robotic and you're really missing out on who they are and and, Mm -hmm. and the fun of being able um, it, it, sometimes it's challenging. It can be intimidating, no doubt. But really, it can be so much fun. And to your point, engaging people is really about bringing out yourself. So what exactly. is one piece of advice, if we can ask you for one free piece of advice that you offer people about being themselves in front of a group? I tell people, um, like in my book, um, I tell people, be yourself-ish. That's the whole chapter. Be yourself-ish. Excellent. So let's go back then. And and so do you have a copy of your book there? Can you hold it up? I do. I always have one like right. All right. So speak of excellent. So tell us about your book and whatever else you'd like to highlight. Um, my book, my baby, uh, during the COVID, you know, everybody has, has been shook in a different way. Um, so I, everyone always said, you know, everyone has a book. So, and being an author, uh, not author, being a coach, I feel like every coach should have a, a book. It, it really makes you more credible. It gives your, it, you can leverage it in so many different ways. So that's where the book came from. Um, and it's Speak Up, Winning Strategies for Effective Public Speaking and Making a Profit in Doing So. So not only do I give people um, strategies in public speaking and how to engage and stuff, I also... 
um, tell them how they can make a profit at public speaking. That's the difference as well between me and a lot of other coaches um, when it comes to what I do and how to and how to coach. But my book, I just I'm, I'm proud of my book. It's a quick read book. Uh, so it's it's just packed with so much information. And then it also leads you with a lot of bonus materials that you can just go and log on into and have connections oh, to exciting. me. And, yeah, like I, my book, it, it just excites me. Like I just look at it and I'm just so proud of it because I'm like, whoever would have thought that I would have had a book about public speaking, like <laughs> just to know where I came from to be in this position that I am right now is just crazy. How, crazy. So let's, so you were going to tell us one little thing about being yourself-ish. And yes. uh, so give us a little insight there then. What does it mean to be yourself-ish? Oh. So if you're the person who is just a straight introvert or you're the, the shy person, or if you're the person who um, who doesn't like speaking out in front of people or whatever it may be, I say be yourself-ish because if you're yourself, that's who's showing up. The person who's showing up is the shy person, is the one who doesn't mm. want to speak. Is the So it's kind of like you're finding yourself an alter ego, but you're still there though. Mm. So you're being yourself ish you know (laughs) and that's how it has to happen like a lot of the most outgoing people are introverts and it's the funniest thing I'm like really and a lot of um even pastors I found when I talk to them because they're public speakers they're like I'm an introvert I'm like what (laughs) it does seem counter counterintuitive yeah like a paradox yes yes it's a lot of people who are out there who just like they do it and then they go and and they have to go and recharge. They, they can't stand it. Like I've met principals who are the same way and they're just like, I, I do it. And then once school is over, I have to go and shut down and recharge because it just takes so much. So it's like, be yourself-ish. Find, mm-hmm. find that thing that you connect to or if it's whoever that, that alter ego that you can find to be just for a moment, but mm-hmm. still include you into it as well because you don't want to just become somebody totally different that you lose your authentic self. So be yourself. I really love that. I think um, one of the ways that I have done that in the past myself is I often think of someone I admire for a a specific reason. So for example, Mm -hmm. organizing my kitchen, I had a sister-in-law that was super, super organized. And I thought if I was her, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Not what would Mary Barber do? Because she's not that great, <laughs> great at being organized in the kitchen. But if I was this other person, what would I do from her perspective? And I think that's so it sounds kind of the same, like I'm being myself, but I'm adapting other people's techniques that I know have worked for them yes. and that I admire. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, I love somebody to come and say, hey, I've been to, you know, one of your, your workshops or conference or whatever I seen you speak in front of people wherever the the atmosphere was um even if it's not a workshop or whatever they just heard me speak and they're like I love the way you engage the audience and then now what do they do they'll take some pieces of what I've done and they'll start to do it the same way they'll do it their own way their own mm-hmm. little spin to it so that's just what it is and you know I it, they would say the greatest compliment or form of compliment whatever is flattery or that's or, right imitation or something something That's like right, that whatever right. flattery is so. the sincerest form or imitation cool. is this is the imitation is the sincerest form of flattery Right? There we go. I think that's what it is. That's that's what it is. That's what, it, that's what it's going to be today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You and I have decided. Yolanda, when you were a little girl, 
can you remember as a little girl just being confident and speaking up or did you did you get coached as a kid I mean like is it just natural to you or um you know or were you one of those kids that they joke about whenever your parents went to the parent teacher conference where they like and Yolanda never stops talking I mean what's uh, what's your history with that that is funny because you say that and I can see my my nine-year-old that's her all day you know like she just talks I'm like uh yeah I know like <laughs> like I don't she even get on her about it I'm like I yeah I know it is just who she is she never meets a stranger she loves talking oh you know? my gosh that's um, so she's great just, she's just happy. but for me I was I wasn't always this person so when people who knew me as a child they find out what I do they're like what you you were shy like I know right um like I I sang in the choir and that was like the forefront of anything that I really did like I I did a play before when I was a a, a kid um but I think being in in front of of a church all the time just singing that was that was a big thing for me um I even had a solo and it was crazy because one time I had a solo and I clearly I forgot the words like as I was (laughs) It was so. <laughs> oh my God, that must have been terrifying. So, I forgot every word. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> glad you're laughing about it. It's good that you're laughing inside right now. That's I'm like crazy. sweating. Look, oh my God. That's so crazy. Like, I don't know. It was like, well, it was the, it was, it was my part of the solo of, of it was like three of us. And it was my part. And, I, I didn't think of any words. Then I started singing and I started singing the other person's verse <laughs> instead of mine. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. And it was just crazy. I don't, I, listen, I will never forget that. It was, I don't know. I feel like I need to redo as an adult, but well, um, there was one, there was one time I had to speak in front of like the whole congregation. And I think that's what really broke me out of my shell. Hmm. And I was like, ah, okay this is not bad. I was super duper nervous um, until I don't know what, like something's just switched and I felt like, oh, I'm killing it. And I did it, you know, and it's crazy because like I I did the praise dancing, I did the singing, I did all of that. Um, So I wasn't a stranger to the people who I was in front of, which that's the thing for me. I get more nervous when it's in front of people that I know Hmm. than it is when it's a stranger. Cause I'm like, eh, I might not see him again. So whatever. <laughs> um, that, that was my whole thought process until I'm like, no, I want to see these people again because I need them to book me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like deal. Right. But, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But as a kid, I was the shy kid. I was just the, the, I'm just going to say to myself, I'll talk when I need to. And just, just to see where I am now, is just crazy. It, it makes me laugh sometimes when I just think back to being that that one who's like I just talk to who I want to talk to I don't really do too much I don't make too much noise um even when I was in a band like I was in a flag line so I didn't have to really okay talk so that just flag and kept it moving (laughs) it's really so really so the picture I'm putting together is this sort of shy kid um who isn't but is being herself ish right so you're the shy kid but then you had a couple of moments up in front of people and and realized that you enjoyed that part of it um and so something that switch got flipped on you know got switched on Mm -hmm. and um i think that what i'm hearing from you is initially maybe you started off as 
Yolanda, the introvert, but someone who could go on stage and do her thing and then like turn that switch off and come off stage and be quiet and Yolanda, you know, back to being. But then over time, you've just sort of acclimated to not that you're not an introvert or an extrovert. I mean, we didn't, you know, that's not really yeah. here nor there, but really just watching the progression of yourself becoming this person that you are now. And also, don't you think as an adult, I at least I do, and I'm quite a bit older than you, um, you know, the older I get, I definitely am much less caring about what other people are thinking or worried about, or I'm like, you know, my, you know, life is finite. And I now just, especially getting into podcasting, um, you know, and doing this kind of stuff, which I, you know, I think when I was growing up, they're only Merv, you don't even know who Merv Griffin is, I bet. But back in the I day, do know who you Merv know Merv Griffin? <laughs> and Sally, Jesse, Raphael with their big red glasses. I do know red glasses, red glasses. I used to I watch mean, it. Yes. Those yeah. are, you know, those are the people I think of as tell, you know, show hosts. And there really wasn't any way to be your own show host. But with the advent of YouTube right. and podcasting and all this other stuff, we can all be our own show host. And um, I love that because I think it's been a, an unknown, untapped secret desire of mine, which is how I've been got into bookshelf shelfies and doing some of this stuff also through COVID because I'm like, what else is there to do? I'm going to, I'm going to start talking to people about books they're reading. So rather than make okay. it more about me again, coming back to you and your book. So how did you decide to write this book? I mean, did you just literally wake up one day and be like, I should write a book or have you been planning it or it's just part of your business huh. plan? Yes. Yes. And uh. yeah. So let's <laughs> So this is what happened. Like, um, I don't know where the book came from initially, because I, I don't know. I'm in so many different groups and coaching sessions and coaches and all the stuff. And I was in one that I I know, and they were like, "We're having a, a book camp, boot camp." Hmm. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it," because I was just listening to them say, "You know, it's not that hard to do. You know, to write a book." I was like, "All right, whatever. Let's see." And I did it and in the, in the course of like, I wrote 80% of my manuscript like so quickly. Wow. And because I was just like, mm, this is all, I want to say this. I want to say, this is stuff that I talk about. Like, I just want to say this. And I did it. I went through the boot camp and knocked the book out. It was just like that. I was just like, I'm going to be intentional during the time of COVID-19. I don't want to just, because mm -hmm. you're going to, this is my thought. You're going to be able to tell who did what by the time everything is over with. Um, who utilized their time wisely, who just was like, yeah, whatever, we're going to see what happens or what. And like, so I wanted to make sure that I'm planting good seeds, you know, that I'm sowing and, and here we are. So this is all part of, of everything. And I'm like, you know it. And I, like I said, a coach, any coach needs a book in, mm -hmm. in, in their pocket. So that's how, how it came about. That's really, I agree with you. I think the same thing about being intentional during COVID and what I've been doing with my time. Uh, I live mm -hmm. out on a farm here in West Virginia and we, um, it's not very big really, but uh, I had a great vegetable garden. I have a garden every year, but this year was spectacular because I didn't have to go to work and try to garden during the, you know, early in the morning or after work. I just had all day to be out in my yard. Uh, and 
and things like, you know, the bookshelf shelfies and some knitting projects and, you know, just all these things hanging around doing different things, cleaning my house in a way that's never been cleaned before. Um, Mm. But I think to your point, this is a great, it has been a great opportunity to find ways and times to explore more about who we are individually and what we haven't been doing that we suddenly might have time to do. Um, anyway, I, th- I love that philosophy. I think I think you're right on. So when it comes to the book, we've talked about being selfish. Is there anything else? Um, and I'll give you a chance at the end to tell people where they can buy the book and get to know okay. more about you. Is there anything else about that book? Because I know you have another book ready to talk about as well. Is there anything else about your book that you would like to highlight? Woo, it's a lot of stuff. It, um that I want to highlight. Um, well, just pick one thing because we just want to tempt cause, them. Because I talk about like no, I talk about like knowing your audience and practicing and overcoming fear and storytelling. Um, storytelling, huge, yeah. Yeah, story, listen, I love a good story, and you can lose people or or engage them within a story. Um, I I talk about I think knowing your audience is something that's really important because you need to know who you're who you're talking to before you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to prepare yourself because the way when I talk I can I can shift it to depending on the audience. Um, the message will still be the same, but I can shift it depending on what's the age demographic. Is it more men? Is it more women? Like what it, what it, if I'm doing a women's conference? There's no point in me talking about um something male related or if it's a men's conference that i happen to be talking about why am i talking about um giving birth you know what i'm saying like it has nothing to do with you know i'm saying your audience so know who who your who your audience is before you go and speak is so so very important and i it's so much i'm like even the ask when it comes to the money side of it and getting paid like i there's so much money on the table and I feel like a lot of public speakers, authors, coaches, um, anybody who publicly speaks, they just, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk. Cause I feel like they're leaving a lot of money on the table at the end of the day. And it's all comes down to the ask and it comes down to making yourself relevant and putting yourself out there and making people want to book you. Mm-hmm. They have to want to book you, be engaging, be, be that person. That's like, Oh, be memorable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. memorable I still have people who remember me speaking in that church that one day like I remember you said this I'm like oh really and that's crazy like be memorable for good things and not just like the one who messed up the song or, or <laughs> you know like because you could be memorable for all the wrong things you know but you don't want to be memorable for that you know, okay for something wrong be yourself All right. Thank you. And so um, I did invite you to bring another book along to pick some, you know, any book. And so tell us a little bit about the book that you chose. I chose Who Moved My Cheese. I absolutely adore this book, Who Moved My Cheese. Now this book, tell us, I, I have to be honest, which is terrible to say, I have not read this book. I've heard a lot about it, but I've never actually, I know, I know. I almost didn't want to tell you because I knew you'd be like, we have to hang up now. The interview is over. Uh, But I promised to put it on my reading list. How's that? So tell us just kind of the basics. What is Who Moved My Cheese? I I think I have an idea of what it is about, but I'd like you to tell us. I'm so shocked right now. (laughs) I'm I'm just... (laughs) 
But it's so funny when I run into people who have never read it and then I run into people who are like, yeah, we had to read it as part of, you know, this executive thing or or whatever. Like a lot of people have read this book because I, when I first came across this book, Who Moved My Cheese, it was many, 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 many years ago. Um, I thought it was like a cartoon book. It's like a kid's book, even though they do not have like children's versions of it, whatever. But I was like, who moved my cheese? Whatever. Who knew that this was going to be about like four characters, him, ha, um, him and Ha are like the main two, and then they have like two other other characters in the book. They're they're mice, of course, because we're talking about cheese. Um, I don't want to say too much of it, but it's pretty much adapted to life, like being pay attention to what's going on around you, being able to adapt to the changes. Like if you see something going on, um, do you are you the one who who scurries? Are you the one who hems? Are you the one who haws? Are you the one who's like, hey, something's going on. Let me move with it. Are you the one who's just like, I'm afraid to move? Are you the one who um, is not looking at the writings on the wall? It's so much. This book is so good. Okay. Like, <laughs> like it's just so good. It just tells you, like, it just makes you be aware. It, it just makes you aware of what's going on around you and making you want to just pay attention and change. Because nothing is wrong with change. I tell right. people all the time. Right. Well, change, change is going to happen with or without you, right? Right. And I'm like, growth is a part of change and people don't really all, you know, necessarily always see that. Um, so be the one who who sees and pays attention of, of what's going on around you and be part of the change rather than being left behind wondering what happened, who moved my cheese and I didn't even know it. <laughs> like, who, 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 moved, who moved this and I, what, this happened? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very true. I, I'm laughing again, uh, change, of course, because I deal with professionals, training professionals in the leadership and emotional intelligence and those kinds of things. Um, working with people about change is, it, it will never change, the, the challenge yeah. of change, right? Um, I will put, so usually what, after my interviews with people, I post a link to the book that people have talked about. So I have posted a link to your podcast. Do you have a website or how can people get in touch with you um, and tell them a little bit about the coaching that you offer? Because I think you offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. So go ahead and sell your business a little bit there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So for the book, we're going to talk about the book real quick. So the Speak Up Book, you, the link to the Speak Up Book is thespeakupbook.com. Okay. I'll, and I will put a book. link to that on my Facebook page and on my Bookshelf Shelfies page. Okay. Thespeakupbook.com. Yes. Um, okay. That is where you can get like an autographed copy oh. and, you know, a nice little bookmark. I love my bookmark. I wish I could show it to you, right? Well, I could, but I don't want to get up. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. so, like every the people who receive my my book and they um get the bookmark, they're like, "This is so cool!" Like they love the bookmark. Like <laughs> that's like, exciting. Like they love the bookmark. They love the book and they love the bookmark too. Um, then uh, my website is being constructed right now by some okay. fabulous people. I am so in love with them. So I can't wait to see the finish the final project with that. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, so what if, do you if know? Anybody was about the website? Uh, uh, I would love to direct you to some great people. Um, but on Facebook, I'm Yolanda Yvette. On Instagram, I'm Yolanda Yvette. If you want to uh, message me or get in contact with me in any way, um, you can feel free to send me an email at Yolanda Yvette Speaks at um, 
gmail.com. I'm sorry. I'm Yolanda Yvette Speaks on everything on Facebook, Instagram, and um, and my Gmail, um, Gmail which is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A-Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-S on all forms. Um, and my my program was, you were going to say something before I started talking about my, my program. No, I was going to just make sure that we spelled Yvette because uh, when I wrote it the first time I misspelled it. And then I also wanted to tell you how just in general, how much I love the name Yvette. I think it's such a beautiful name. So anyway, that's just my aside on that. No, I do want you to talk about the program and especially the opportunity for people to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with you. Yes. Um, so I, I offer a couple different programs and I'm in the course of um, I'm figuring out how I want to do it because um, do one of them because I know during this time finances for everyone is it has been a little tight. So um, I have my, my heavy hitter. That's my eight week um, program. That's where we're going. We're diving deep into what you're doing. We're going to cultivate your message. I'm going to listen to your message. You're going to do your message in front of me probably a couple times. Um, we're, I'm going to help you personalize your message so that it's not sounding so robotic and it's coming from you um, that your personality signs through. Uh, so whatever your business is, whatever, who you're speaking to, we're going to go through the whole thing. We're going to go through your target, mar uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, target audience, finding who they are so that you're not just casting a wide net and catching a few fish, but that you're catching um, a lot of fish with a smaller net. Um, because the fact when people are like, I serve everybody. No, you don't. That's not a thing. You're, you're missing the boat. Um, <laughs> we're going to, you're going to get it. Obviously, you get a copy of my book. We're going to just be face to face a lot um, within the eight weeks. You're going to get um, homework. You're going to get some pre-work. You just like, we dive deep. Um, practice is going to be a thing. Like you practice, practice and practice. That's another um, chapter in my book and practice some more, but you don't practice for perfection because there's no such thing. Um, you just practice to be better than the last time uh, that you spoke. So, and, and we're and going into engaging, like the eight week program is really, like I said, when you, we go nuts and bolts and take things apart and build it back up together and you're not in this alone. Uh, I do have workshops that I offer too. And those are like three hour workshops. You do get, you get pre-work with those as well. Um, whether it's a group or one-on-one, -on -one, those are the same. I feel like the workshops are so concentrated. Um, you get so much information like in a, in a, in like a little bombshell. And I love, and I love doing the workshops because I have a group of people like on doing Zoom because that's what we're, we're doing right now um, or whatever the platform is. And I don't know if you want me to talk about prices or whatever, but it's that, up to those, you. I mean, this is your time. So whatever you, whatever. Yeah. You talk about, <laughs> like the, the eight, the eight week one is 1297. So the, the workshop, excuse me, right now is 397. And like I said, it's three days, but it's not even just three days. And that's, I think that's the, the catch of it all. Um, not three days, three hours, but it's, you get pre-work that you're going to get beforehand. So that's, that's stuff. You have stuff to listen to beforehand. You're going to have work to do during the, the workshop itself, which is usually on a Saturday. Um, and sometimes bonus y'all, I extend it. Sometimes I'm like, hey, we're really in the flow. Let's keep going if you're able to keep going. Um, then you also get a, con a call with me afterwards. So you're also getting a one-on-one -on -one session with me 
after it's all over to answer any other questions because now you're able to process um after the workshop you just like whoo okay <laughs> all right and then maybe like in that week or the week after i see where you're at where do you need to do what questions do you have like because i've been in stuff in boot camps and workshops and i'm like it was really good you get really hyped after it's over and then you fall off yes and no one's there to be like there's no follow-up there's no yes. one there to so i'm like i've been there done that and i didn't want that to be with any of my clients so that's you awesome. get all of that uh for 397 for my workshops i just listen I'm I'm here for it all. And of course we have the one-on-one again where if you just if you want to do the the 1297 which I urge a lot of people to do because when we're doing the workshop you don't necessarily get the chance to practice your speech. That's right. Your talk, you know what I'm saying over and over your again. Your elevator speech, yeah. All of it between your elevator speech, between what your signature talk is going to be, it's it's crucial. Like, and, and I want to be able to in, help people engage. We talk about engaging in the workshop um, quite a bit, but I'm able to actually see you engage. Um, because this is one thing I'll tell people when, when people hear their talk, especially if it's with their friends or their family, your friends and your family are always going to say, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds nice. You did a good job. Oh, wow. You know, no, I'm not that person. I'm not hardcore. I'm just like really no excuse um, type of person. But I'm able to tell you that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we need that person that's going to be honest with us. It's not just a yes person. So because I want you to go out here and represent not only you, but represent me as well. Exactly. Um, and get results. Like that's the results is what I, I'm, I'm about. And I want you to start making a profit, speaking confidently. Um, we go through even finding your hype music. We go through everything. Wow. Yolanda, that is really, you know, and this really comes back to, especially that eight week course. I find that intriguing because I think to your point, this COVID thing is, is definitely ongoing. We're not getting out of this. I know there's talk of a vaccine, but probably through yeah. at least March, we're still not You're going right. anywhere. This would be a great use of your time. You know, everybody's got eight weeks coming up where they could dedicate some time to themselves to improve their public speaking skills in whatever for whatever reasons whether they're giving presentations or they'd like to start being a speaker you know whatever the their personal goal is um, there is nothing like the present especially knowing that nothing is really going to change for the next six let's see at least 12 weeks at least 12 and we weeks. don't like we don't even know like yeah. we, we honestly don't even know like and i said i tell people like no matter like you said no matter what arena of speaking you're doing even if you're an executive giving presentations about whatever in the powerpoint we talk about i go through talking about powerpoints and everything too you know death of the powerpoint is a real thing yeah yeah um you know whether <laughs> it's really it's as a, a user thing. of powerpoint even i kill myself sometimes with it <laughs> it's, it's it's a thing and um, we go you know even with um authors i feel like every author needs to be a public speaker as well because how are you selling your book like how are you selling yourself how are you selling your story if there, there has to be some type of attachment to it that goes along that people are like oh i really want to read about whatever he or she wrote whatever mm -hmm. they wrote about i want to hear mm -hmm. about um so I'm, I'm here for it all i'm here for every bit of it even for that that because a lot of times 
even in um, the college life, you don't really have to take public speaking depending on your your major. Mm-hmm. And and I think the ball is dropped completely. So so I'm, this I'm could even be a great. I mean, we are right at the holidays, so this could even be a great Christmas gift from a parent to their college students, especially kids who are sort of isolated at home right now. They're taking classes online, so they're missing out on some of that opportunity for public speaking. So anybody could, I mean, these could also make great gifts, birthday, graduation, Christmas gifts. Absolutely, absolutely, because you want them to be comfortable in speaking because now the, the younger generation is in this technology age where they don't really talk to people Right. Even when they're like on their phones, FaceTiming, they're looking at the ceilings of people like what is happening? Because they don't want people to see their face. And I know that was a big (laughs) thing when it came to um, online classrooms with the whole, you know, no one's going to school. A lot of people were really shook because they were like, now people are going to see my face while I talk Mm -hmm. and they don't want to. So they don't teach public speaking in high school. They really don't. And Mm -hmm. I really feel like they should. Mm -hmm. so yes, like you said, this will be a great gift just to give them a head start because they're gonna presentations are not going anywhere. No, they're not. Are, they're gonna they're gonna have to speak at some point right. and not just to order their fast food. Just saying. <laughs> and now they don't even have to do that because they can order it from an app. <laughs> That's so funny, Yolanda. Okay, you've been such a great guest. I mean, I really feel like I could just sit here and let you go on and on. Um, But we will save some of the exciting stuff for people to find you on Facebook, find you on Twitter. Uh, Did you say Instagram? I can't, I I lost track of all your All All of us the same. Instagram, yeah. Yolanda Event Speak. Okay, and the book (laughs) itself, which I will post a link to, is called thespeakupbook.com. So if you're interested, Yolanda. No, that's where you'll go. You'll go to the speakupbook.com to order it, but it's called right. Speak Up. It's also available on Amazon too. So, oh, excellent. Okay. All right. So, so the Speak Up, but I'm just to be clear about the website, it's speakupbook.com. Nope. Nope. The, it's the speakup.com. The, nope. <laughs> Was I the even listening? Called, Who's hosting the book this? Is thing? Called, <laughs> the, the book is called Speak Up. Okay. The website is called thespeakupbook.com. Okay, that's what I have written down. So if they want to order the book, that's where they go to. Thespeakupbook.com. Okay, got it. Um, So Yolanda, (laughs) you've been so fantastic. So fun speaking with you. And no wonder people find you engaging and always want you to come back for more. And and yeah, again, and so, and Yolanda, uh, how, now I know you have your podcast, I do. Yolanda Yvette speaks. And who do yes. you often interview? I um I talk a little bit about your podcast and then we'll wrap up. Okay. My podcast, Yolanda Yvette Speaks. I am um I it, it's I was about to go to my whole spiel. My goodness. I was say, hey, it's Yolanda Yvette Speaks. Okay. But um it's for entrepreneurial, small business, it's motivational, it's inspirational. We're just there to have fun, laugh, talk. Life is stressful enough. My show is not at all. Um, so even if you're not an entrepreneur, not a small business person, it's the fact that you can listen to it and you're going to take away nuggets regardless um, whether it's you you just do. And I have listeners like I, I didn't never want even to be a coach about whatever, but it was just something that somebody said that was just like, oh, that really resonated with me. And like I said, it's, it's motivational, inspirational, it's fun. We laugh. Um, you learn something. You're going to learn something new with, with in every podcast. So Yolanda Yvette speaks. 
Excellent. All right. So from one podcaster to another, thank you so much for being on my show, being my uh, first official non-related person that I got to interview. I really enjoyed it. And for all my viewers, I'm always looking for people to, pot, you know, to interview for my podcast. So if you know somebody or you'd like to be on, you know, please shoot me uh, a little message or email, what have you, through Facebook, and I'll get in touch with you. Yolanda, I'm going to um, end our recording, but I'd like to say goodbye to you formally after after I end the recording, so don't go anywhere. All right, friends, take care, bookshelf shelfy people, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks.